Welcome to another special, uh, you know, getting to the holiday, Christmas time type of uh, episode. And uh, so, uh, yeah, welcome to the Crown Spear. <laughs> okay. I'm your host, Stephen Litchfield. This is my co-host, Gary Litchfield. And uh, I just woke up, so, per usual. <laughs> You're that early riser. Yeah. It's... Close to noon. <laughs> hey, don't give away the secrets. All right. All right. Well, have you heard about the event? What event? The big event. No. You haven't? No. Well, what's coming up? Christmas? Yes, it's the event. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course, in most churches' calendars, as they look at it, they call it Advent. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have heard of that. Yeah. So... We want to talk about Advent today. Uh, we're a little behind schedule. We didn't make a, a, a show last week. So mm. we're going to talk about two of the candles. Or the week before that. Yes, I guess so. We have had a very busy couple of weeks trying to get some things together for uh, our farmer's market and things that people needed made. Got several things this week I've got to get done. So we've got a lot going on. Mm. But we're going to go ahead and talk about this. Uh, in most churches at this time of the year, they have what's called an Advent wreath, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, since we're behind a little bit, we're going to do two of the candles today, uh-huh. and then for next week, there'll be two more candles, and then for, I guess we can put a show on on Christmas Day, it will be the Christ candle. We'll get to that in a little bit. Mm. All right? So let's just jump into it. So we're talking about Advent. Uh-huh. And if you've been in church and seen these, they have a thing called an Advent wreath, as I just said. Mm-hmm. And it's got four, well, it depends on which group you go with. Some of them have four candles with a candle in the center. That's the Christ candle. Others only have the four candles. And one of them is a different color, and that stands for the Christ candle. And uh, so, and again, we're going to take a look at a set of names for the candles today. Uh, again, various churches, and even when I was pastoring, uh, we would change the name of them each year, so we didn't just do the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to go ahead and take a look at these. So here's the Advent wreath, and what we're going to look at is love as one of them, mm-hmm. joy, mm-hmm. and then peace, mm-hmm. and then hope. Uh-huh. Uh, some people will do like the shepherd's candle, the angel's candle, the wise men candle, that type of thing, mm-hmm. you know. Other people have used a variety of other words, and I've I looked back at some of my things, and I had about four or five different sets of names that I used for them, so we just didn't repeat the same thing every year. Uh, but it's leading all up to the main event, uh, Jesus Christ's birth. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get to that later, but today we're going to start out and just deal with love and joy as the, the first two candles. And I tried tried to find it. I used to have a set of pictures where that picture up there has all the candles lit. And I had one where it was five separate photos, and it had one candle lit, then there were two candles lit, and then three, and then four, and then five. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that pictures I had. I looked and looked and looked through my computer, and it, it just did not show up. <laughs> and I went online and couldn't find them there either. So we're just going to move on with what we got for today. Okay. All right? So let's start off with love. Mm. Now, we're going to use a familiar passage. What have we been going through in our regular studies? I'm going to say First John. There you go. Man, you're more awake than I thought. 
No, because I, I read the next slide. <laughs> you read the next slide. First John 4, 9 through 11, which we've already talked about in our regular series. And so anybody wants to go back and look at it in more in-depth, you can go back there because we talked a much longer passage than just uh, these uh, three verses. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to abbreviate it down a little bit, we're just going to put those up there. And it says... This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So we just talk about that a little bit. Again, I said we're going to try to do an abbreviated uh, show today, not as long as usual. Uh, But just to talk a little bit about that, it's important to see there that God showed his love. Uh, If we... Checking your pulse there? (laughs) No, just uh, seeing if, if, you know, checking... The the time that you don't even have a watch on. You are just awake. (laughs) Only the brightest people can tell that there's actually a watch right there. Oh, okay. Well, I understand that then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. Uh, It's important to see that God showed his love. We would never know it if he hadn't shown it to us. Mm -hmm. Um, We like to think we're a fairly intelligent people here on planet Earth. And there's a lot of stuff people know, but... Hey, God's a lot smarter than we are, number one. And number two, we only get the amount of wisdom of what he decides to give us. And uh, he lets out what we need to have at the time, and uh, we use that. So God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son. That's amazing. It, it, it always boggles my mind, mind that God, who reps himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, but it's, you know, three there, mm-hmm. uh, that in his natural nature, we talk about God as being a spirit. If you remember, we had that little wheel type thing. God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, changeable, and his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. If you remember all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, God being a spirit, I mean, he can be everywhere at one time. And he can do all things, do whatever he wants. But in order for us to have salvation, God the Father and the, within the Godhead sent God the Son to take on flesh and become a little baby in a manger, which, you know, always sounds cute. We sing away in the manger, you know, it sounds like a sweet little lullaby, but it was basically a barn with animals and a feed trough. (laughs) And they put Jesus in the feed trough, you know, uh, because there was no room for him in the end. That's how the story goes. You know, if we go back and read the original part of the story, uh, but, uh, in order to demonstrate his love, God didn't come in and make a big, you know, band playing trumpets and swords and, hey, he's here, you know, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, he's here. It was very quiet in a barn outside of a little town in Bethlehem. And so God was making a big, uh, in a sense, in a mild way, showing and demonstrating his love for us by sending his son into the world. And as it says here in verse 10, and this is love, not that we loved God, because we wouldn't do that on our own, but that he loved us and sent his son. That's an amazing thing that God would love us so much 
that in our sin, we couldn't get that. There's no way we can work enough. There's no way we can do enough good things. Uh, we can't try to, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, polish it up enough so we say, oh, look how good I am. We can't do that. We're, we're just sinful beings. And so it is only by the grace of God and God's love that he sent his son. And as it says right there, he became the atoning sacrifice. Uh, Old Testament days, they had a lot of different sacrifices, but one was the sacrifice for atonement. And that was to demonstrate the, the covering of their sin. And remember what they did? Remember they took a lamb, mm -hmm. a spotless lamb, the best out of the, the herd, and they would slaughter it and kill it, you know, for representing the sins being covered. Although it didn't totally do it, only Christ could do that. But it was the picture that it cost a life mm -hmm. in order to cover our sin, you know. And Christ became that atoning sacrifice for us, covering our sins. And then it says, uh, since God so loved us, then we ought to love one another. And so as we think about the, the first Sunday of Advent, which technically in our calendar has already passed, uh, but we're talking about that candle today, uh, thinking about how we demonstrate our love to other people, and not only our love, but the love of God that comes through us to other people. And so... That's our first candle that we wanted to just take a few moments and think about and think about how God directs his love towards us. And the way he did that was just take on flesh, become born as a baby uh, in a little manger in a barn, and then grew up and then went around teaching the disciples. And after three years, uh, went to a cross and died for us. But didn't end there. We celebrate Easter later on. It's when he came out of the grave. <laughs> mm -hmm. And resurrection. Go on to the, uh, back into heaven where he is, as he said, preparing places for us when we get there, which is pretty cool. All because God loved us. And that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. That brings us to our next piece, which is joy. Mm -hmm. That's our second candle. Mm -hmm. And I pulled a passage out of Philippians 1, 20 and 21. Uh, again, I'm trying to keep these short. I didn't pull the biggest passages in the world out, at least till we get to the Christ candle. And I've got a, about four slides on that one for the scripture. Uh, but anyway, we're going to take a look at Philippians 1, 20 and 21. And it says, I uh, eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. This is the actual hope that we have is to know that we have heaven, which we talked about in the, the first candle, because Christ came as our sacrifice. And then out of this, it says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed. Uh, and the word hope here is a, a word that isn't just like, well, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, I kind of hope so, but it's more of, I have hope. I know this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I have this hope that I know it will happen, that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have uh, sufficient courage. That's pretty cool. Is there things you need courage over to sure. get through? Yeah. Any examples, or are you just going to fall back to sleep. <laughs> mm -hmm. That too. <laughs> okay, I'll yeah. move on then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, sufficient courage. You know, it takes courage to, to stand up for the Lord and to do things for him and, and follow the things he says. 
And I know the first time that I had to, to preach, I was scared to death because I was always a shy kid. When I was little, I used to walk around literally with my head pointing towards the ground because I was afraid to look up at people. Trust me, he's not that shy now. Yeah, a little got over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, in fact, I think I may have told the story before that uh, uh, when I was at seminary, we needed money to help pay for bills and take care of things and pay the cost of schooling and books mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And uh, I was trying to find ways to get a job. And the uh, dean of students said, well, why don't you go preach? And I was like, uh, I, I came here to take Christian education, not to be preaching. And uh, he says, well, that'd be okay. He says, but it's a way you can make a little bit of money. I said, well, yeah, I've just been here one year. And you have to have homiletics class to go out and preach. And I haven't had that. He says, I'll waive it. And I'm like, Dominic, cut it out. <laughs> You're going to make me go do this. He says, go over and sign up. Mm-hmm. And I went over and signed up and got a place, went and did it. Very scared, very nervous. I needed some courage. I mean, I shook, shook all the way through it. Um, and lo and behold, from that on, for my next three years of seminary, I preached every Sunday. <laughs> Most guys would get something once a month. And I just, every week, God just said, you could do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I uh, had sufficient courage after a while because God said, hey, I'm with you. Go do it. That's what I want you to do. And I was out there. And so that gave hope to be able to get through and to follow the things of God and know that he had called and and wanted me to be able to teach and preach and share the gospel with other people. So he says he expects that hope, uh, that he won't be ashamed, that he'll have sufficient courage, uh, so that, as now always, Christ will be exalted in his body. Uh, you know, he's, he's here. And then at the end there it says, for me, and I think this is interesting, for to me, to live is Christ. You know, a lot of people live for a lot of things. You watch guys on sports, they live for their sport, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, they can tell you everything. You know, we watch some football. I'm not a big sports fan, so I don't know a lot of stuff. I cheer for the team when I can tell they're running down the field and winning. Uh, but they do other stuff, and I'm like, okay. And some of my friends, we chat back and forth on, uh, you know, through the computer texting. And they'll say, well, you know, so-and-so did this, and they did this because of this. And I'm like, okay, if you say so. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not a big person to know a lot about it. But for those guys that are into sports... It's their life, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, they can tell you how to play and what that play's called and, you know, why this person did this. And they can tell you, each one of those guys there, what the name of their position is. I know who the quarterback is. I don't know about the rest of the dudes. <laughs> I just, I'm like, he's got it through, through, catch, yeah, run! <laughs> you know, that type of thing. That's all I do in sports. I'm not a big fan of that. But for Paul here, who was writing this, he says, for to me, to live is Christ. He says, as long as I'm alive, I'm going to be an example. I'm going to teach. I'm going to show. I'm going to let the people see. So to live is Christ. And to die, that's even gain. Because then you get to be with Christ in heaven. With a glorified body, sin done away with. And that's all there. So as we think about the advent, the event coming, Christ coming, uh, we've talked about love. And we have talked about, uh, I wrote hope there. It was supposed to be joy. I think I wrote the wrong verse. I just noticed that. <laughs> I think I got them out of sequence when I was putting them in. But anyway, it's still a good point. Yep. And uh, we follow what he has for us and uh, be obedient to him. And so, again, as the time is coming, we want to say to everybody, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, yes. So, that's it for right now. Wow. Till we All get right. to go on to the next one. Well, then uh, we're going to close it out uh, with the prayer. Yes. And then our stuff at the end and then 
Yeah. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for the event, Advent season, as we think about uh, these aspects of love and joy and peace and hope. Uh, Father, we ask that you would let it be an important part of our life and that we would focus on it and preach Christ to other people. And that through that, folks would have their lives changed and they can say the way Paul did, uh, that for him to live is Christ. And that's the way our lives would be. We'd be living for Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to go to our commercial break, and then we're going to close it out, everybody. So we'll be right back after this. That was a refreshing break. I'm still not awake. Um, <laughs> you can't even remember what the commercial was about yet, did you? No. So, <laughs> what we got there? Well, we give our, our normal things. You got Satan Life Entertainment with the merch. Yes. Uh, and it's got all kind of cool shirts there to, to go and buy. I love all of the neat designs. I noticed looking at it today, you had a new shirt that I hadn't seen before. And it's for the... Uh, uh, the real Steven TV, and it's just the letters. I kept looking at it, and what are they about? And I finally blew it up, and underneath it said, The Real Steven TV. So it was, what, the... Was it like a little square type thing? A little square, yeah. Well, it's not a new shirt. It's been there for a while. Has it? Well, yeah. I, I didn't see it before. Today was the first time I noticed it. Okay. And I've been on there several times. It's just, okay. it, it came up in the front of the list instead of the bottom of the list or something, I guess. I don't know. All right. Anyway, so that's where you can go to find Satan Life Entertainment merch. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there is the real Stephen TV. Yes. And uh, you do all your wild stuff there. Even though I hadn't done anything for the past couple of weeks, except for you know, last week, I did my last episode of uh, Andor. Yeah. Uh, so now I got to come up with some other stuff to to watch and review, and so be looking forward to that. That's right. Where he trashed Andor, <laughs> and along sure. with other people, said not very good show. Well, Anyway, but it's out there. Yeah. And then don't forget about uh, the uh, carnivore, Chris. Mm-hmm. And if you go on there to buy some of that, there is a code. Yes. What is that code? It is Stephen TV, all in caps. And if you use that code, you'll save ten percent. Yes. yes. So don't forget, it's a great stocking stuffer. Ah. You could go out there and get some of that and yeah. and and give it to people and put it in their stockings for Christmas. Yes. Wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the uh, woodchuck uh-huh. uh, through Creator Crafts. Well, you see uh, a lot of good stuff that uh, you make and everything. That's right. Yeah, Go there. I've got a couple of quick pictures there. There's a, a star that I made out of tobacco sticks. Mm-hmm. And then on top of there are some Christmas bells and a little bit of berries or something on top. Uh, I got a few of those still left over, and then I made some snowflakes this year, mm-hmm. uh, so they turned out pretty cool looking. And I put them there, and then our little shop set up we set at the farmers market. I put one of the pictures from that so people could see some of my carved Santa Claus. There's a, 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 a cottonwood bark house there. Our little chubby Santa, 
couple of gnomes and uh, some little houses that we make. Mm-hmm. So I threw one picture and got a couple of the things in there together. Everybody could cool. see that. And then don't forget, if you want to come see us at least for one more week, mm-hmm. uh, the Farmer's Market is at Yakin Valley Chamber of Commerce and Heritage Center. Uh, it's on Saturdays from 9 to 12, and it's at 257 Standard Street. And we're going to be returning in February 11th after one more week. So I threw yes. that in there, too. All right. I'm taking a little break for part of this month, January, and a little bit of February. And then we're back to it again. So everybody so can come see all that stuff. Take them about two months off. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, don't forget where you can see us. Electus, iHeart, Radio Rumble, Spotify, and YouTube if you want to watch right. it. And then if you want to get in touch with us, you know where to do that at. The Crown and Spear at gmail.com. And don't forget to share and ring that bell. Go sailing. What's that? Go sailing. <laughs> that's, that's what it makes me think of. Okay, right. we're back to the end of that now. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up right here because uh, we got other stuff. All right. So for all of us here at The Crown and Spear, I'm your host, Stephen Lynch. This is my co-host, Gary Litchfield. And we'll catch y'all next time.